How to save thousands on your rent to rent deals. Hello, my name is Mark Fitzgerald, and I'm going to share with you now how you can save literally thousands and thousands of pounds when starting out in rent to rent or at looking at your next rent to rent deals. So let's get started, shall we? This is really seven top tips of what to do maybe and what not to do to save yourself a fortune when starting out because I see far too many people starting out and it's costing them lots and lots of money to get set up. Remember, if you're looking at doing rent to rent, it's all about cash flow. It's all about bringing in monthly profits. Otherwise, what's the point in doing it? You're working for nothing. So make sure that you follow these rules and make sure that you're doing good deals, okay? So first and foremost, if you're looking at doing rent to rent with the HMO strategy, which is houses of multiple occupation, where you let the properties out by individual bedrooms, and of course, then they share the communal areas, you want to be checking your local areas for what is called Article 4. Now, if you go on your local council's website, you'll be able to look up Article 4, or Article 4 areas, where you're looking at property investing. If you have an Article 4 area, that means that if you get hold of any properties, okay, in that area, in that Article 4 area, which is normally shown on a map, you're going to really struggle, or it's going to cost you a lot more money to convert a standard house into an HMO. I see a lot of people still looking to do the old strategy of rent to rent with HMOs, where they're looking at getting a property with potentially four bedrooms, two rooms downstairs, i.e. a front room, maybe a, a lounge area or a kitchen diner. They want to convert the other front room into a bedroom, make it into a five bed, happy days. A lot of people used to say, how do you make a front room into a bedroom? You just put a bed in it. Well, those days are pretty much gone, okay? And for good reason as well, because whilst you could do that, it just looks odd. Sometimes, you know, if you've got a front room that still looks like a front room uh, and you chuck a bed in it, it just doesn't feel right. It doesn't fit with everything. So I'm not saying you have to go in there and refurb everything. I'm just saying, realistically, you want to be looking for properties that are already HMOs, that are already set up, that are already compliant and that are already got an HMO license. So if you have a property that is usually five people, different people from different families, five bed, five people or above, you have to have an HMO license. In some areas, it's, a th it's three beds, it's three people. So do check on your local council's website as to what it is in your area, okay? Make sure that you know this. If you have an Article 4 area, you can get planning, you can still go for it, you can still get it over the line in some cases, but it's going to be very, very hard to do. You're also going to have to spend thousands doing this with potentially the risk that you won't be able to make it into an HMO anyway. And plus, if this is rent to rent and not you owning the property, what's the point in doing that? Because you're putting money into other people's assets, you're not actually making money yourself, and rent to rent is all about making profit yourself, making profit in your business, okay? So Article 4 area is great for recognizing where there's already HMOs. There may not be any new competition coming into those areas. Now, normally if it's Article 4, it'll be quite saturated anyway. So that can be a good thing and that can be a bad thing, of course. But if it's saturated with a lot of poor quality product, i.e. run down properties, and you can go in there 
add a bit of a paint job, uh, spruce it up a bit with a bit of dressing. It doesn't have to cost you the earth. You can get yourself in, you can get set up very quickly. So I would say for speed, for getting deals quickly, stop trying to look at properties that you want to convert into HMOs and look for existing HMOs that have already had the money spent on them because they've got the fire doors, they've got the fire alarms integrated, they've got everything in place that they need, they've got the compliances, okay? All you have to do is go in there and as I say, maybe paint the odd wall, maybe to make it look nice. That is how I do deals. That is how I show people how to do deals as well. And if you follow my channels, this is how I'll show you to do the same. So do hit subscribe. Do feel free to follow this or like it. Hit the thumb up button. Um, or if you're listening to this on the podcast, do hit the follow. Okay. And feel free to leave a five-star review, of course, as well. If I do give you at least one tip to help you save thousands of thousands of pounds so let's look for existing HMOs now if you're doing service accommodation or you're doing rent to SA as we like to call it then you're going to be looking at properties predominantly that are buy to lets so they're normally properties that are let out to either one person a couple or a family they're not let out by the individual room some people do service accommodation or try to do it on HMOs it's not a great idea the HMO license if it has one can be revoked by the council if it's found that you're doing short-term lets rather than what it's actually supposed to be doing so just be very very mindful and careful of that what I would say if you're doing service accommodation you need to keep that strategy strategy separate from the HMO strategy. You can do both. I do both. But I started with the HMOs, get the tenants in, get the money coming in. And then I started to dibble dabble uh, in serviced accommodation. And we run both now, which is very profitable and very nice for my rent to rent businesses. There are other ways you can do serviced accommodation as well. It doesn't just have to be rent to SA. Everybody says rent to SA, do rent to SA. There's lots of different ways that you can do serviced accommodation. It is not just rent to rent. It is not just guaranteeing the rent all of the time. So don't get too caught up with that. If you want to find out more, again, follow this channel because I talk about this all the time, the different ways that you can do serviced accommodation. I did a video on that recently. So also, we're looking for good quality properties. Okay, we don't want the rundown ones, the ones that need thousands of thousands of pounds spending on them. If it needs a new kitchen, if it needs new bathrooms. Now, new bathrooms, you could probably do if you're handy yourself and you can do that sort of thing. You could do it for a few hundred quid. If you're not, it's probably going to cost you a thousand or so, maybe a couple of grand to do a bathroom nicely. Kitchens can get really expensive, even though relatively speaking, kitchens shouldn't be that expensive because they're only chipboard and whatever anyway aren't they but anyway don't get me started on that you're going to be looking you know to have a, a kitchen installed quite a lot of money now you can change the doors you could get the doors rewrapped so if the workspace is nice if the cupboard and carcasses are in good condition you could just look at maybe getting new doors or even just getting the doors that are existing there if they're in good nick rewrapped so they're different colors or modernized so you can keep it relatively cheap but i say keep an eye out for this Go and look at properties, okay? No, don't ever think, I'm not going to look at that property because it looks run down. Go and have a look at what is run down, what the work is that's needed to be done uh, so you've got a good reference for it. But equally, there's a lot of great investors out there at the moment 
that are doing great things with HMOs, quite happy to hand it off to an agent, a letting agent, but then because they don't know about you and the great service that you can offer them. So if you find these people, you can actually offer your service to them. And I work with a lot of investors who actually prefer the fact that I will look after their properties to a good manner. Why? Because it means that I get top rent for them. So I make my money, they make their money, their assets looked after, and it's all a win-win situation. So look for properties, potentially that are being refurbished. Don't ever rule out any properties that look really nice. They won't want to do a rent to rent with me because the properties look lovely. Still go for them. Still send some marketing to these people. Still try and get hold of the landlords. If you have to go on land registry, if, uh, if they're not on the HMO register, maybe you're looking to do SA, go on the land registry, get the details of the owner, send them a letter, see if you can get to speak to them and things like that. Now, if you're struggling with any of these things, we have the Rent to Rent Business Builder that helps you set up and scale a successful Rent to Rent business, predominantly with HMOs, or we have the Ultimate Service Accommodation Business Builder as well, which will show you how to scale and build a six-figure service accommodation business. But before all of that, if you're just looking at starting out or you're struggling a bit, visit thepropertyunleashed.com as I have a free training masterclass that you can go through to help you set yourself up compliantly. We have eBooks and guides as well in deal sourcing, serviced accommodation, rent to rent, and we have a deal analyzing spreadsheet as well that you can download. All of these are completely free. Get yourself to thepropertyunleashed.com, download these freebies for yourself, help yourself to them, use them in your property investing. And all I ask in return is, if you get a good deal over it, reach out to me on social media or send us an email letting us know that we helped you get a deal. What goes around comes around in life. That's what we're all about here. So make sure that you're looking for good high-end properties that you're not having to put lots of money into. Because again, if you're putting money into a property and maybe it's going to take 12 months, even worse, it's going to take two years for you to get that money back. What's the point in doing it? Again, you're working for nothing. Well, if I get a five-year agreement, and predominantly on rent to rent, we want to have five-year agreements. You want to be making money from day dot. I wouldn't do a deal if I couldn't get my money back within six months. So that is, if I put six months worth of profit into the property, I want to be able to say after that six months, it's all profit. Okay, make sure that you're stacking good deals, but make sure as well that they are going to cash flow for you. Okay, and that leads us on to my next little tip, which is know your numbers. Go and get my deal analyzing spreadsheet off of the website if you do not know how to stack a deal. A lot of people also say to me, Mark, utility prices. How do I know what a five bed or a six bed HMO is going to be? A rule of thumb used to be that for every bedroom that you rent out, so a five bed, HMO for every room, you would put down a hundred pounds for the utilities. So it would be 500 pounds for the bills and utilities for your council tax, your electric, your gas, your broadband, anything like that, your water, of course, cleaning and things. I always have as a separate price because in different areas, it costs different prices, but predominantly for a five bed, you'd have put down about 500 quid as a rough guide. Now, utility prices, of course, have shot up recently. So what I would say as a rule of thumb, to be on the safe side, unless the landlord can actually prove to you or uh, whoever's controlling the property can prove to you that this is what they're actually paying, you wanna be making it about 150 pounds 
per room, okay? So you put 150 quid for each and every room. So on a five bed case, we will be looking at about 750 pounds for all of the costs, all of the utilities apart from cleaning, okay? From where I'm stood. So that is how you can basically work out your numbers on an HMO. On a service accommodation, it's probably going to be less. Well, it will be less than that. So don't use that as a rule of thumb on a service accommodation because your occupancy could be 50%, could be 70%. Obviously, you'd like it to be around the 70% mark, but there will be days um, where there's nobody in the property, so nothing's being used. Equally to that, depending on what it's going to be used for, so in some cases it could be used for, you know, if it's a holiday destination, people are going to be out during the day, genuinely. People are going to be out during the day most of the time, so uh, it'll only be the evenings. So your, your utilities will probably be a lot less. So again, you can ask the, the homeowners, you can look at your own bills at home as well. You know, I, I live in a house, there's four of us in our house. So, you know, I'd look at those sort of bills and then judge it to what I think it's going to be. Of course, with serviced accommodation, in a lot of cases, you should be making more profit anyway in what you're doing because there's a lot more moving parts. There's a lot more to do in that. So make sure that you know your numbers, you know how to stack your numbers. This is something I work very, very closely with my students on my training. I let them send me the deal so I can look at their numbers, make sure they're good numbers, make sure that they're doing good deals okay also look to work with agents because agents are a great source of deals you can make it a win-win for all parties and it can work really really well if they're going to bring you deals potentially you can make sure that they still get their fees or you can pay them uh, sort of a finder's fee for that that's great one thing i will say is when you're looking at working with agents and things unless they say oh that's a corporate let or yes we accept corporate lets don't go in there saying, do you take corporate lets? Will you do a corporate let? Why? Because that's what all the amateurs are doing. That's what all the other gurus are telling you to do. That might have worked five years ago, but it doesn't really work that well now unless they're already on board with it. And that's what I'm saying. If they're on board with that and they say, even in the description, you might see it sometimes open to a corporate let. Brilliant. You can talk about it. Again, don't go in there saying rent to rent either look to be a property management company that can work with letting agencies, okay? You're not a rival. You can actually really help them out. So maybe they look after buy-to-lets more than they do HMOs. We can go in there. We can take care of the HMO side of the business for them. They still get their fees. Service accommodation is very much the same as well. If they've got landlords struggling with the interest rates going up or just struggling in general to let their properties, we can potentially take those properties on, renting them from the landlord, using the appropriate agreements and contracts, of course. And of course, they still get their fee as a letting agent. The landlord will make more money and we'll get our slice of the pie by managing and controlling the property, okay? So you can go in there, you can work with them, start talking about properties that are on their books, Start asking them questions. Let them sell to you. Again, another thing that I work with my students very closely on is making sure that people feel comfortable. They want to work with you because they're selling to you and they feel like they're in control. Even though we are asking open-ended questions, we are pointing them in the right direction to solve our problems and to solve their problems, making it a win-win, of course. But we want to make sure that they feel comfortable with us. If they feel comfortable with us, 
they'll work with us. If we go in there trying to sell to them, telling them we can do all of this and we do corporate lets and everything, then they're just going to be put off. They're going to say, that guy there just sounds like everybody else who always coming through the door. You want to be different. You want to be professional. And that's how you do that. Also, another way to save yourself time and money is to make sure that any viewings that you've prearranged that you follow up on before the viewing. Don't just take a viewing, uh, book it into your calendar and expect everything to run smoothly. I know for a fact now, because I've done plenty of these things over the last five years, plenty of viewings. You've got to make sure that you follow up on the day of the viewing. I either call or message the person who I'm supposed to be meeting. Now, whether that used to be a tenant that I was doing a viewing for, or whether that was a landlord, or whether that was an agent, I would still double check. And I still double check whether I'm having a meeting with you on Zoom, whether we're having a business meeting. It's, I still double check with everybody to make sure that it's still on. Because if somebody's not sure, they might leave it to the last minute to say to you, oh, no, no, I'm not going to do this now. Whereas if you message them, call them, you give them the opportunity to say, oh, yeah, I'm glad you called because I can't make today. I haven't got around to telling you yet. Then you don't waste your time. You don't waste money and effort turning up to do a viewing. That is never going to happen. You can rearrange the viewing, reschedule it and get stuck in. OK, and that can save you a lot of time and a lot of money in traveling around, getting to and from places and things like that. Make sure that you follow up with people in the right manner. And when you do have a viewing, make sure you follow up with that anyway. Maybe even with just a text message to say, thanks for booking us in. I've got us booked in at this time, this date, and see if they come back and confirm, okay? But on the day, give them a call. Also, you wanna know when you're meeting agents and you're meeting landlords, what you are gonna offer them. Not in numbers, I in service. What is the service that your business offers these people? How can you help them? How can you solve their problem? And it all starts by finding out what their problem is. What is their pain point? Go in there, recognize that they might have to be asked a few questions. Again, another thing that I help my students with by giving them the questions to ask, to probe deeper, to get the answers that we need to find out what the problems are so that we can solve those. If we're trying to solve the wrong problem because we assume or we we just think it's, it's that they, they want the most money, then the deal may fall through. You may spend time, you may spend money on a deal that is never going to happen. Why? Because you're barking up the wrong tree. You're not looking at solving their problem. So make sure you go in there, you look to solve their problem by finding out exactly what it is. And then, of course, you see whether your service and what you offer fits into that. If it doesn't, point them in the right direction and move on. Plenty more deals out there. But if it does and it all aligns, you're going to do a really, really good deal. So I hope this has helped you. I hope this gives you some good ideas to go away with, to building your rent-to-rent -rent business. And once again, if I can help you, visit thepropertyunleashed.com. Help yourself to the free tools and resources. We have the Rent-to-Rent -rent Business Builder Training Program, the Ultimate Service Accommodation Training Program. I offer one-to-one -one coaching to a selected handful of people. So do inquire if you're interested in that, and we can see if there's any more places available, depending on when you're watching this. If you need any more help with your property investing, your mindset, your rent to rent business, your deal sourcing service accommodation, then visit my channel. If you're not already on that channel, hit the subscribe button and of course, check out my next videos. Take care. I'll see you in the next video. Bye for now.